This is the third and final episode of my conversation with Jason Mayfield. So if you haven't listened to the last two, I encourage you to go back and listen to those. But today's part of the conversation is geared toward practical steps that you can start taking today to move toward financial freedom, financial prosperity, abundance. It's really good. I'm really excited about it and I hope you are too. So let's get into it. Let's just say, okay, let's first steps for people. I mean, other than the belief system, the expectancy, the seeing uh, God a certain way, seeing themselves a different way, rubber meets the road. What would you say? First thing you ought to do is get on a written budget. I think the, the number one problem with your pragmatic approach, with your approach in faith, both of them, the problem is that you, you don't know what you're working with. So some of y'all are believing God for something that you're already unaware of. So I, I have learned that when God moves, God likes to move in a way that is measurable. God doesn't just do things arbitrarily and then not get credit for it. God likes to be able to go look and see what I did. So you want to make sure that you're on a written budget, both for your pragmatic approach, but also for your faith approach. You need to know what you're believing God for. So go get on a written budget. This is the best way to do that. Download two months of statements from the bank. I try to get mine in a CSV so I can put them in like Excel or Numbers or Google Sheets. But download two months of bank statements, put them in there together, categorize them in some basic categories, you know, groceries, restaurants, uh, mortgage, rent, uh, utilities, uh, you know, gas, you know, whatever it might be. You might even want to do one just for Amazon. I always recommend that because uh, you're spending more money on Amazon than you probably realize. So categorize all of these things and then uh, get the sum of how much you spent and all of those expenses. So add them up, then divide them by two. If you divide them by two, now you have a two-month average of what you spend every month. So now you'll be able to look at that and be able to go, okay, should I be spending this much money in these areas? <laughs> you know, if you're spending $3,500 a month on Amazon, we got an obvious issue here. If you're spending $4,000 a month in groceries, we got an obvious issue here. And you know, a lot of that stuff, if you're trying to get ahead, if you want to go debt free, get your finances right, save for something, really be aggressive, you're going to need to cut way back in areas that you may not want to cut way back on. Now, I'll tell you right now, our groceries, we spend $1,600 a month in groceries. You know why? Because we can, because I feel like it. Now, my groceries are also are eaten out at restaurants, so we group those together. That's an, an exorbitant amount of money. But I've got it. I want to eat what I want to eat. I want to do what I want to do. I can. I also have a lot of money sitting in the bank. But for you, you may need to figure out how to do that at $450 a month. I will tell you though, now I'm married to a woman who could swore to me that we could have done our groceries on $75 a month. And I'm saying, no, I don't, I don't think we can. Uh, <laughs> that was an area when we did this, it was like, okay, we initially wrote our budget for our groceries. And then after that first month, we're like, we're going to, this is an area we're going to be a little more lenient <laughs> just because yeah, it's, it's not, you know. You already yeah. can't do anything. You might as well get that macaroni if you can, you know? Well, what we and didn't so, consider was the, uh, we, we were eating out a lot. Mm -hmm. Like when we stopped eating out, 
it was like another paycheck in the in the month. Oh yeah. And and so what we didn't include was, oh yeah, we're gonna stop eating out so much, but the grocery bill is gonna increase. So we had to kind of find a middle ground there somewhere. But and I mean, listen, the the flip side of that is today I'm telling you, cut back, cut back on that. However, there's the flip side where I was talking to Ashley recently and I said, you know, if we just doubled our monthly grocery budget, we could just eat out every day. And not have to, I don't have, we don't have to worry about groceries anymore. We just eat out for all our meals, you know? So there'll be a day where you can have those conversations. Y'all sound like us. We don't cook. We don't, Laura, we don't like to cook. We're cooking right now, but it's. (laughs) We we cook, you know, there's a lot of value in it, even health wise. But like, there are just moments where I'm like, man, we're blowing and going, you know, January, February is always busy for us now, March, and we're going into television and all this stuff. And she's launching a TV show and I'm launching a TV show and we're just, all this stuff's happening. And it's like, eh, that's a good Texas roadhouse <laughs> and, you know, just be done. Just go to Longhorn and be over it. And so, but you know, but the, you lose a lot of health benefits, you know? So we've even talked about what it looked like to bring in a caterer, but yeah. So the first thing is, is get on that written budget. You know, the second thing you got to do is you got to get very real about your debt. You need to know how much money you owe folks. And you probably owe more than you think. As a matter of fact, when we paid off that $63,801.99, uh, we thought we were going to pay off 50000 Turned out we had about 13000 sitting around we were quite unaware of. Mm. You know, So you want to get real about how much money you owe folks, how in debt you are. And it might serve you good as much as I am about positive affirmations and speak well of yourself and say things and speak in faith. Maybe you need to go stand in front of the mirror and go, you are broke. You have zero dollars. You have a negative net worth. Yeah. These are things that coming into a realization on is really good. And I'll tell you this, even though I may not be blowing and going right now, I love the fact that I have a positive net worth. Everything I have, I have it. Everything I own, I own it. All the money I've got, my, my net worth is real easy to calculate. Pull up a bank statement, you know, and that's not even including any of my assets and we've got assets, you know, and there's stuff you can do. I mean, we walked up on a a car dealership left with two brand new cars. I mean, there's some stuff you can do when you've got money. Okay. And so you, you want to get real about this debt though, because you're going to need to attack it. You're going to need to be debt free. That's going to be step number one after you. So step number one really is get your budget. Step number two is take care of your debt. But that becomes first priority. That's what your whole world's going to revolve around. You're not going to go to restaurants. You're not going to go to vacation. You don't deserve a vacation. You're a financial failure. You don't. You, why do? What do you need a vacation from? Being broke? By getting more broke? That's not going to help you. Pay off all your stuff. <laughs> so yeah, this is how I talk to myself. I love it. Yeah. Like, I mean, you come know, on. Get, get, get your crap taken care of. <laughs> Then after that, you want to put in three to six months worth of expenses. If you're self-employed, you may want to do a year. You know, we don't, we kind of, we're kind of comfortable with how our, we don't feel like we'll go down to zero at any point. So we leave about 50 just chilling that we don't do anything with. And uh, it just sits there and its purpose is to sit there and not make money and not get spent. It's, it's $50,000 that is a freeloader. It just sits in the bank account, just chilling you know, but I had a great moment the other day. I had to transfer money from one bank to another. 
and I just set up the, the accounts to connect. And so my bank, the primary bank, had called the secondary bank to, to verify that I could do this transfer. And, uh, and so they called me. So now it's a three-way call. And so I've verified all the information. And so the first bank asked the second bank, says, well, can he handle this transfer? Because it was a big amount of money. Was, can he handle this transfer? My favorite words I've heard all month long were spoken. The lady goes, oh, he can more than handle it. <laughs> and you get to have those fun little moments. Good. You have it all taken. But get, but get yourself, you know, a good three to six months there chilling. And then it's just about building wealth. And you can do that a hundred thousand different ways. You know, it's, it's like Baskin Robbins, man. There's 31 flavors. And so you can do it however you want. You can put money into savings. You can put money into mutual funds. You can start acquiring real estate. You can do a combination of all of those things. You can start opening businesses, building businesses. Heck, you can even give yourself full time to the ministry and not make a salary. You could do, you can do all kinds of stuff. You know, eventually I'm going to make one and I'm not going to be able to say this anymore. Y'all want to know why I say this stuff all the time. It's because I, eventually I'm not going to be able to. Eventually I'm going to get paid so much money to preach the gospel. It's going to be sickening to folks. And, and when, uh, the NBC nightly news comes to my house to try to run an expose on me. I'm going to say, I put my time in. Thank you very much. I'm glad y'all are here. I finally, I, I am finally making enough money to get your attention. It's, it's so, I mean, you're absolutely right. The people who are offended by you talking this way, have they're not even tapping into it. They're not, they're not even, I don't even know how to say it, but it, it's just, it's I'll sad to this. me. I didn't, I didn't go debt free and I don't have any money in the bank that came from ministry. So come at me. I really, listen, you gotta, I really do not care. You know, you can, you can argue about it. You can be mad at the preacher who asks for offerings. You can be mad at the preacher who talks about money. You can be mad that they're doing a, a, a financial peace class at your church. You can be up, you be upset as you want to, Bob. Nobody cares. You're broke. You're unhappy. You're miserable. You're hitting, sitting here talking to me about stuff that you don't like, Bob. Why don't you just get your crap taken care of and stop griping and moaning all the time about this stuff? And decide to live above the line. The problem is you love your dysfunction. You're so in love with your dysfunction that you do not want to get it handled. Sorry, was that too direct? I'm just sitting back. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just sitting here. I am... Is it, I got to talk to myself like that. I talk to myself like that because when we did what you're saying and we laid it all out on the table and we're in, like I said, we're in the middle of it. We're in the process and it's, it's, it almost becomes a game. How quickly yeah. can we get this number to just go away? I read a book a while back. Uh, a, it was kind of about, it was, it mentioned going debt free, but it was more about having your money work for you and then reaching this mm -hmm. certain level of uh, wealth, that's just, I mean, world impacting wealth. And yeah. he kind of said his approach was kind of, I'm not, I don't even think it was wrong. I think he was right. I think this is 
a way to go out of debt, but he has, he, he calls them X's. He calls it the triple X factor. This is Billy Epperhart. Triple X factor. I thought, yeah, yeah I know Billy. Oh, okay. I always thought the triple X factor is not very Google-able. Like you go. Not going not gonna, to not gonna bring it up. You might. It's you might be real low in those search results. Well, you might come across some things you weren't meaning to find if you're typing triple X into the yeah. Google. But anyway. 700,000 of those things before <laughs> they ever get to your website. But anyway, he said, so the first X would be get out of debt. The second one is start investing and having earning that passive income. And he said, but you can go to the second X and use the second X to pay off the debt. And I just could not wrap my mind around that. I'm not saying he's wrong. I had to look at, just like what you're saying, look at myself in the mirror, my wife and I, and say, what are you doing? And just get disgusted with what we've done. And, and the thing is, we're not in a place of, we're not struggling, but we're not prospering. And so it's like, and as long as we're dragging this debt behind us, we're never going to be able to accomplish what we want to accomplish. And I just get so upset. But then once I got over that and stopped, because what I do is I beat us up real good. My wife's like, she, she's, we got to meet in the middle somewhere. She needs to beat herself up a little more <laughs> and I need you to do it a little, less. a little less. Yeah. yeah. And, and so we met in the middle and, and we write down the amount of debt and it has been, we're still in it. And it's just this exciting time of it's, it's, it's look at what God is doing. It's got an opportunity for God to show off. And that's why I, I do try to look at obstacles as op opportunities and it's like, there is no way, and as of today, it's looking like about five to six months where we're completely debt-free, but I believe it's going to be a lot sooner than that. And it's just yeah. like, I'm. it causes you to look for opportunities. And I'm not taking out a second job. I'm not selling everything in my garage and attic. I'm just expecting and waiting, and things are just showing up. It's a supernatural it's, I wish, cause I've heard people talk like this before and I was like, that's good for them. And it's like, you just have to trust me that it works. My giving, our giving is more than it's ever been. And it's only going to increase. It doesn't make sense that we're giving what we're giving and paying off the debt that we're paying off. It makes no sense. That's all I could tell you. I wish I had a better answer. Now, I will say for other people, you know, I'm a big advocate of running your income up as much as you can. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the Dave Ramsey go get a job delivering pizzas deal. I'm not a, you know, but I think if you can figure out ways to tap into your gift set and make more money than other people for less time than it takes them, you know, do that stuff and figure out how you can make money and, uh, and, and increase it as much as you can. But, you know, I mean, we had so many different streams of income coming in. Uh, we were able to walk away from. You know, so, I mean, I had a stream that was making three, four, five thousand dollars a month. I was able to just shut that down. Wow. And because uh, I didn't want to do it. You know, and so I think, you know, running it up as high as you can. But I, I'm with you with debt. 
paying paying off debt. My wife and I both say we've never been on the same page as much as we were when we were doing that. And I'm Just, not I'm not saying don't. You got to figure out how you do it. This is how we're doing it. Well, and I, I'll also say this: when I, we were going debt free, additional money was not what was paying it off. We were. I was still having the additional money come in though because we wanted to feel the pain. We wanted to be in all of these things. We wanted to feel the pain. There's some, there is some major payoff when you feel the pain. When we want to, uh, one of the things that we did when we were going debt free is we made a decision where we were living at the time, which is not the case everywhere because here we have a really nice one, but where we were living at the time, our Walmart was, oh, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. And uh, so we made a decision, though, that we were going to do all of our grocery shopping at Walmart, which was a real sacrifice. <laughs> to even go near it was a sacrifice. And so um, we even now, even though we have a nice Walmart in our area now, uh, whenever we're doing something financially, we'll start shopping at Walmart for a while. Because we want to feel that pain. Mm. Find ways to feel the pain. I can't do that. I don't feel the pain. You know, I find that that's really helpful. That's good. Feel the pain. Feel the pain. I, I, I'm, as a matter of fact, everybody who wants to go debt free or get their finances in order, who doesn't want to feel the pain, so many, so many people put all this effort into not feeling the pain that they don't do it. And I've just noticed that everybody who tries to do it where it's easy and it feels good. And every time I hear the phrase, we talk to our financial advisor and we're on a payment plan. <clears throat> Attention, you're not going debt free ever. It's never going to happen. Do you know why? Because you, you don't feel the pain. Mm. You feel the, well, we talked to our financial planner. We're on, a, we're on a payment plan. We're just so excited. You're never going debt free. You need to feel the pain. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I'm trying to, I don't know how to say it because that, that's it's an important part of it because you have to get to a point where you're just so disgusted with where you are. And as long as you're not feeling that pain and that disgust, it, it, you're just not going to. And for us, we're, we're financially, I'm, it's definitely not the church where I'm getting the money from. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and it's, but our marriage, we've never been, other than when we first moved to Houston or this area, that first year was pretty tough. But outside of that, we've been married, the next month will be 14 years, and we've always done pretty good. And I think that's what caused the problem. We were never, we never had the budget. Yeah. We never had to do it. And so. Well, that's the, that's the, um, the plight of the middle class. Yeah is it doesn't hurt enough to change, but it's not good enough to, to cause change. If people just realize that they are more uncomfortable than they realize, they're just comfortable in their discomfort because that's the familiar area, and you just realize that I am not as comfortable as I think I am. I'm just used yeah. to it. I'm used to the pain. You can learn to, to live with discomfort. Yeah. But you have, when you're in pain, you'll make changes. Like, 
I, I know right now, you know, like I want to lose weight. I what's funny is I gained all of my weight back when we saved that twenty five thousand dollars. I had lost fifty pounds, but then I just was like, I have to eat some feelings to get this money to save. <laughs> there was some causality between spaghetti and money going into the savings account, and uh, and you know, but I I remember then when I had lost the weight, I was so tired of being big, but like right now, I'm not just fed up with it. There's something about the moment where you're fed up with it, you change, you know? So, and I think we have told people, people have been around me skinny and anointed. People have been around me wealthy and anointed. People have never experienced me wealthy, skinny, and anointed all at the same time. And it's going to be an experience. (laughs) And I'm going to be in your face about it. Oh, man. <laughs> well, that's the thing, too. You're not, you've, you've earned everything that you are experiencing right now. You're not speaking down to people. You're coming from the, where you were where they are. So you have the authority behind what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not speaking down to you. I just know that, you know, your aunt who tells you, well, everybody's got debt. Look, my dad looked at me when I talked about going debt-free years ago, and he goes, hey, you know what? You need to have a little debt and enjoy your life. Well, guess what? That was great advice, except for now I'm debt-free, and guess what? I'm freaking enjoying my life more than he ever has. Yeah. You know? So I think, you know, you you got to remember, I, I know that you get a lot of comforting advice out there. I know you get a lot of advice that makes you feel good and makes it feel like, it's hey, it's okay. Everybody does it. No. It's not okay, and not everybody does it. The people who are doing well with money, they don't do it. You know, when when things got weird last year and you didn't know what was going to happen, I promise you, Becky, it hit you different than it hit me. I felt a little different about it. While everybody was losing their mind, I called a friend who works in like major investing. And I said, you got anywhere you think I ought to put this money right now? And he told me, and while everybody's grabbing their money out, I put some in. Dave Ramsey said something that just caught my attention. He said in 08 and 09, when everything just went haywire, he said, we were just sitting on giant piles of cash. And look, I don't, I, I'm I'm very much affirming of Dave Ramsey and the debt free and the saving process. I don't some of his stuff and building wealth. I'm a little, you know. Obviously, he has more authority than I do on the issue, but there are some math things that don't quite add up for me. But I also know he's not really talking to people who have gobs and gobs of money. He's talking to people who have normal salaries for all of their life. That being said, though, when he said that, when he said we were sitting on piles and piles of cash. It just made me think I might not be where I want to be if something happens financially in the country right now. But the next time something hits, I want to be sure that I'm sitting on piles and piles of cash. Matter of fact, I I told you we decided not to buy a house because we just didn't want to be chasing these, you know, these house prices. And the other day, I just decided that I'm going to believe, I'm going to choose to believe that the Lord had somebody design my house for me and go ahead and put a significant down payment on it. And when all hell breaks loose in the economy, 
I'm going to be able to go over there and benefit from their gift of $150,000 down payment. And the bank is just going to be so happy for me to take that house over that was already designed for me. And I won't be manipulated by how well they've staged that house. When you go to a model house, by the way, your house is never going to look that good. <laughs> There's nothing in there. Go look for laundry baskets the next time you look at a model home. They don't have them. They don't have Legos in those houses, okay? Oh, man. <laughs> that was a point for me this last year. That was the beginning of it where I saw opportunity that I could not take advantage of. That was one of those frustrating moments for me. And that's what started. If I think back, that's one of the parts of the gear that got everything in get, motion. Get your attention. It does. And I will be ready next time. That's all I can say. But, um, yeah, well, anything else, any parting words for anybody, for the people, my greatest parting word is that if you are, uh, sitting here right now listening to this or watching this video and you're thinking to yourself man i want to start the debt-free process uh there's a, a method that dave ramsey talks about he talks about the snowball method and he says that you pay off your smallest to your largest debt in that order and i would say it a little differently i would say pay off your easiest to your hardest debt and the easiest debt that you can pay off today is you can pay off your sin debt simply by submitting your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And if you do that, I promise you, you'll be able to knock out the easiest yet most massive debt that you have and be able to start your process of prospering a whole lot sooner. So if you happen to be watching this today and you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, I'd invite you to do that today. All right. Well, that was just an awesome conversation. I want to just thank Jason Mayfield for taking time out of his very busy schedule to, to talk to us and give us some really amazing things to think about. If you enjoyed this, man, share it with people. Share it with your friends, your family, your enemies. Subscribe to this channel, all that stuff. But I want to just say, I wrote this down during the conversation, but a, a major part of moving toward financial freedom, financial prosperity, is just first acknowledge where you are today. You can't get to where you wanna be when you don't even know where you are. So just look at your financial situation, look at your debt. A lot of people don't even know how much debt they have. Look it up to the penny, acknowledge where you are, and then you can start taking the necessary steps to, to tackle that thing. I'm telling you, as we have done this in our life, it, supernatural things are happening. We are in this, this recording was about a week ago, a week and a half ago when we had this conversation and already since then more things have happened in our life. And it's looking like under, uh, four months, three to four months as of right now, we'll be completely debt free. So it went from a, a year to now in under four months, we're going to be completely debt-free. So it's just a, a, an amazing thing that starts to happen when you just acknowledge where you are, get disgusted about where you are, because that, that thing is keeping you from fulfilling your God-given purpose, the dream that God's placed on the inside of you. Just get to a point where that dream becomes so strong on the inside of you that the things and the, the past decisions that you've made aren't going to hold you back anymore. All right, so thank you for spending 
some time with us today. I hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, rethink everything.